Hello and welcome back everybody to the Just One More Level podcast. I am your co-host Christian. And I'm your co-host John. And this week we played a little bit of, what's it called John? Fallout. Sorry, my mind blanked for (laughs) just a second. I don't know what happened there. But Fallout, yeah, a wonderful little game. I'm sure you guys have heard of the sequels that have spawned from Fallout, of course. Fallout 3, Fallout 4, the universally loved Fallout 76. Right, right. But we wanted to start with where it all started. Um, And not only us, but also you guys wanted to start with where it all started from, apparently. This was the game chosen from a list of games that we had. Or no, it wasn't this one. It's the next one. Spyro was the one chosen. Sorry, my mm-hmm. mind is not here today. Regardless, <laughs> though, Fallout 3, sorry, was the runner-up in that. So mm-hmm. uh, as part of that, we wanted to go back and look at the beginning of the series. That's what happened. Yes. I'll get my mind straight sooner <laughs> or later. But regardless, John, okay. you are new to this game, to this whole series, if I'm not mistaken, right? I, I am. I, I'm new to the series. I'm new to this game. I'm new to this style of gameplay. I, I've right. never played a game quite like this, at least not in video game form. Uh, because the way you play this game is pretty similar to tabletop RPGs. Um, so at least in uh, some of the mechanics, and I'll get more into what I mean and how how I relate to it in a bit. But yeah, um, I've always been aware of the Fallout franchise uh, just through uh, absorbing the pop culture of it all. Um, I'm familiar with Vault Boy and Nuka-Cola and how bottle caps are for some reason currency and uh, the the basic factor of it has a 1950s culture, but it's set in a post-apocalyptic future where right. uh, the world has experienced a nuclear war and you have to navigate your way through the fallout, which is where the game gets the title. But I had never dived into a game. Um, my friends were were really big fans of Fallout 4 when it first came out. All of my friends seemed to be playing that when it came out, and they tried to explain things to me and show me some gameplay and show me, um, like, villages that they had created. You can, uh, apparently there's a section of the game or a mode of the game where you can kind of create your own settlement and different things like that. So they were they were showing me things like that, and I wasn't really, uh, wasn't really catching on too much. But now, now that I've had my introduction... I'm I'm interested to move forward. Um but I I'm going to default to you to kind of break down the mechanics of the game and then I I can kind of comment on them cuz I don't I don't feel qualified to be honest <laughs> to to break down exactly what's happening in this game because I played it with a text file up on my computer behind the game while it was running and a hotkey list on my phone of what the different buttons on the keyboard did. So Right. Okay. <laughs> You, you go ahead and uh, and take it away there. Right. So I'm by no means expert in this game, the first Fallout game. I've played it a, a bit back. I don't even know when the first time I played it was, but quite mm-hmm. some time ago. I played a bit, never got extremely far into it, maybe halfway through the game or just more. And then recently I started playing it again, uh, originally just kind of as a normal playthrough. But then, of course, I started doing the challenge runs that I've mentioned before and hope to get back to again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... For anybody who doesn't know, like John said, Fallout, the first couple games, they work a lot more like tabletop RPGs. They're more of a classic style CRPG where you have a character sheet that you pick your stats in as well as your traits and tag some skills. And then you're just kind of thrown out into the world and expected to kind of save your vault, right? That's your your first mission that you get as soon as you leave the vault. 
is that the water chip, which provides clean drinking water for the entire vault, is broken. Mm -hmm. So you have been chosen by whatever means to go out into the world, explore the waste, find a water chip, and save your vault. Mm -hmm. You load into the game, and you just kind of, it's a top-down game. I don't really know the best way to explain it, right? It's a top-down game, so and then you kind of click to move around, Mm -hmm. and you can loot bodies, you can get into turn-based fights. It's more of a tactical RPG than, say, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, which is more of a FPS game. Right. Um, Then you get into fights, you use your skills, abilities, and items, and weapons to, to try to overpower the enemies that you come across, and then you repeat. And while you're doing all this, of course, you are finding unique characters and NPCs and towns and getting yourself into all different kinds of situations that you have to try to work your way out of for usually for a reward be it xp cool items uh caps or money as anybody who's ever played a fallout game knows um and that's pretty much it i mean that's kind of crpgs in general all kind of have that same basic structure the cool thing about fallout has always just been the world around it right it's a post-apocalyptic earth it's our world but the rate of expansion kind of happened faster. So they had all these cool nuclear technologies and things back in, I forget the exact time period, how it matches up to the real world. Something around there, something around the 40s, 50s vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it talked about in the opening, uh, the opening cinematic is what really hooked me into it. Um, The gameplay itself is... Oh, <laughs> to someone who is uninitiated and has never played this kind of game before, the learning curve at the beginning is more of a vertical wall. <laughs> it's um, it's very steep. Uh, you you have to intend to sit down and give it an honest try and really be willing to learn the mechanics involved. Once you do that and you kind of get a handle on what you're supposed to be doing, it's really not that bad. Um. It, it's it's a slow burn and it's tabletop style, but like you were saying about the environment that the game is set in, um, the opening cinematic I thought was amazing. Um, yes. I, I mm-hmm. really, really like how they break down what the vaults are and um, what, what, what is involved in uh, living in a vault in the future. Uh, you find out through reading the the manual of the game which is bizarre and incredible i've never seen so much exposition and world building in the game's manual before (laughs) but um reading the game's manual it starts out as like some sort of document that you would find as a person who lives in a vault that describes what your experience as life uh your experience of life in a vault should be like And it frames the game's manual in the perspective of this is preparing you to go out into the real world. You might not want to go back out into the real world, but you're going to have to. And this is what you should prepare yourself for. So it's kind of narrative in in that aspect, which I really enjoyed. And then it it, it kind of breaks down into more of an actual in-game manual. You know, it says this is how you play the game and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's like notes stuck to the pages of the manual uh, because it it was originally a book. 
and there's like notes stuck to it from the overseer who you encounter at the very beginning of the game he's the person that pops up on the screen if you're watching the video you just saw him he's the caveman looking dude that explains yeah. to you <laughs> that you have a mission that you have to go on to recover this water chip the overseer is the person who wrote these notes on the manual to kind of augment what it says and he kind of covers up facts along the way that you were supposed to read but he's replacing them with his own and it all seems kind of framed to uh conspiracy and what i mean by that is i i did a little research on the game and i did a little digging and i saw i watched a playthrough of it but only up until the point where i had reached about an hour's worth and apparently according to the guy that was playing the game the vaults the vault that you're in went according to plan you were in there a lot longer than you were supposed to be it was supposed to be 10 years but the other vaults were actually frameworks for experimentation on the population and i i didn't know that going into this game i'm sure it's something i would have found out through talking to characters and everything but it's uh it's an incredible feat of world building and it's so much more immersive than it probably even had to be i can't imagine what the development on this game would have been like all of the crazy things that you would have had to done all the all the detail work of writing all the dialogue of the story yeah, and that's especially at the time, I feel like so I'm no expert on classic CRPGs or anything like that. But especially at mm -hmm. the time, I feel like that's one of the things that really helped this game stand apart is its world, its its storytelling, its exhibition, the mm -hmm. and the setting is just so much different too from what you would expect. A lot of RPGs get stuck into that kind of fantasy trope, right? Where you have a medieval town or medieval type of setting or or you're fighting demons and wizards and all this sort of stuff but this is a game about you know humans and mutated animals and and things that not not realistic per se but things you could Im imagine in the real world right just kind of just right. sci-fi enough where it's it's unique and nothing like you've ever seen before but not so far out there that it's pure fantasy and i think that's one of the things that really sets it apart from other sort of games uh that's but yeah. that aside i was really interested to hear you talk about how you got into the game about reading the manual and things like that because I have some experience with this style of game, obviously. I didn't really even look mm -hmm. at the manual. I didn't even know it had that much stuff in the manual. I used the, yeah, what's it called, the quick reference guide or whatever just for all the keyboard shortcuts and things like that and then pretty much ignored the manual, uh, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So that's really interesting to hear. And you said that you were able yeah. to get used to the gameplay, though, right after you kind of got into the swing of things? Yeah, well, the manual is also very unique in the sense that in the first few pages, after you get through all of the story exposition, something else the manual has for some reason is like a 12 page section where it just talks about what a nuclear blast would look like and what would happen if you were to experience one which was w weird it was insane <laughs> It was uh, it was creepy almost. It, it was it was it was really creepy and eerie the way that it was set up because you have the 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 mascot character Vault Boy yeah going through all of these drills like this is what you would experience if you were hit by a nuclear blast and they have that classic uh, just duck underneath of your desk and right of course yeah if a yeah. nuclear blast <laughs> was to happen and because that desk they, is going to protect talking... you so well for sure right. 
they they were talking about the specifics involved and what would happen if you were to be hit by one and exactly the different stages of a nuclear blast from a bomb and it was it was really creepy like that but after that when it got into talking about the gameplay there's like a literal step-by-step walkthrough and it frames it in this it, it, it frames it like it is trying to explain to you how to use a simulation device inside of vault 13 okay it says like you you go up to this simulation device and this will prepare you for going outside of the vault for real and then it, it says you need to select this character and then you need to equip these weapons and then you need to approach this computer terminal so you can learn how to turn around and then you need to approach this rat you need to drop a flare on the ground so you can see the rat you can defeat the rat in one of the three four different ways and then it explains how to use how to equip a weapon how to use a weapon how to alternate to a secondary weapon um how to target an opponent so that you can choose where you hit the opponent uh it explains what the numbers are on the screen the numbers are your likelihood of succeeding in your attack uh different things like that it's like a step-by-step walkthrough and that that was the most helpful thing ever because initially i tried to just approach the game kind of outright and i tried to just use the the reference sheet with uh keyboard shortcuts like you were talking about Mm -hmm. but i was not getting far I, uh, I I did not know what to do at all. Um, I, I've never played a game quite like this. I've played some RPGs on PC, but they were action RPGs. Like I've played Knights of the Old Republic, right. the original yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and it it has. I don't want to. I, I don't even want to say similar, but it has turn-based combat where you choose what kind of attack you're gonna do before the action happens, and then it kind of executes. Um, but it's it's much more dynamic and fast-paced than this. This is very turn-based. Yeah. Not only you is this almost... turn-based, it's tactical turn-based too, because obviously yeah. it's not like a JRPG where it, it, it's turn-based, right. but you also. In this game, you can move around a map. You can hide behind walls. Mm -hmm. You can... In this game, you can only control your character, but in other games in the series, you do have the opportunity to control, like, a party and position them however you like. So it has tactical elements to it, too, which is something else that I really enjoy. Uh, Anybody who knows me knows that I'm also a fan. I'm a fan of turn-based games in general. I I really enjoy JRPGs and things like that. Um, I can't particularly Mm -hmm. say if I prefer JRPGs or tactical RPGs, but I I think both mm-hmm. systems are wonderful. And sadly, it's a it's a type of game. This whole thing is a type of game that's not as common anymore. And there's a couple exceptions. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out here very shortly, uh, which is based off of the yeah. D&D rule set. Um, so that's interesting. That'll be coming out soon. It's already in early access, actually. Um, and then that same studio mm-hmm. makes a series of games, which somehow is slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, but it's excellent games as well okay. in the same kind of style. But that's pretty much it for like... Okay large games of this type um you have other things like diablo and things which are very similar but not quite the same you know they don't have the turn-based combat or anything like that so yeah gotcha but i'm I'm glad that you that the manual was helpful which is something i would love to see more of these days proper manuals with games with story bits and things in it that's another thing you just don't see anymore 
And for this being an right. older game, another thing I loved about it was I feel like it's held up very well. It looks relatively good for its age. I feel yeah. like once you know how yeah. to play this style of game, it plays very well, pretty easy. Um, I know you had a little bit of trouble yeah. getting it to set up mm-hmm. and run, but you seem yes. to be the exception to that, which it, no fault of your own. It was just something weird on your yeah. computer. But uh, I know myself yeah. and uh, Austin both have played this game without any sort of issues. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good one. And, and if you can't tell just from how I've talked about it and the fact that I'm already playing through this game on my own time, uh, on my own channel and things, mm-hmm. not to skip ahead if you wanted to say more about it, but... It is a game I would definitely play just one more level of. I I love the series, and I think this is an excellent entry in it. Yeah. I am mixed, honestly. Mm -hmm. I would like to play just one more level, but in the small amount of time that I played this, and I only played about an hour with it, and for games like this, you really should probably give it a little bit more time. Uh, just to get used to it and to explore the map. But I feel like in the hour that I played with it, I just kept hitting a loop. I kept hitting random encounters with like five scorpions oh, wow. okay. in the middle of the desert. And I would just get killed. And I wasn't really sure how to save the game because the manual is a little vague. You can pull up your character, or not your character menu, but your menu. And there's an option that says save game. But I wasn't really sure if that meant like it just saves right there. Or if it just saves a current state of character or, or what that really meant. So I never really saved my game. And after like the third time that I died to that crazy random encounter, I, I was just like, eh, I don't know if I want to try to <laughs> load back into this and retread everything I just did. I kind of regretted that later when I was watching somebody's playthrough. And apparently there's a very small chance that you can have a random encounter in the desert in between Vault 13 and the first town that you go mm-hmm. to, which is what you're seeing on the screen right now. Um and you can see the TARDIS. Yes, you can. That's Doctor actually Who. something in this very footage. <laughs> that is something that I had happen to me. Nice. Uh, yeah, you can see the TARDIS and then it disappears and it leaves behind a... I didn't know it was a usable item, but an item that you can attach to your Pip-Boy to give it some extra functionality. I wish I had known that yeah. I would have ended up using the item, but I think I ended up selling it or, or storing it away. I don't really remember. I recorded this footage quite some time ago. But yeah, yeah there's a lot. And, that's, and again, that just kind of plays into what we've been saying the the world building the all of the unique characters unique events and things it really is a Mm -hmm. unique gameplay experience it's yeah i I just don't know how to explain how much different it is than all the other crpgs that are out there like like uh balder's gate being one of the huge examples it's really a class of its own and it's not and i know some people don't like it as much as they do those other games and things like that it's definitely not for everybody i suppose it's unique style Mm -hmm. and sense of humor but it ticks all the boxes Mm -hmm. for me yeah it's um it's just very it's very slow um i feel like this this game would would get kind of boring for me um it's not really a fault of how the game is constructed really i feel like it's just a a style uh this the style of gameplay i feel is is kind of boring without having um I, I like having a more direct guide. 
uh, a little bit more of a linear style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- this game is very, very open. You just go around and you do what you want to do and you kind of explore what you want to explore. You have th- the main directive of finding the water chip, which is supposed to be at Vault 15. But of course, spoilers, um, when you get to Vault 15, it's it's completely abandoned and dismantled. And then you have to kind of figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I have found so far. I'm not sure if there's something else that you know I'm, I'm missing. There very well could be, but um, I, I like having a little bit more of a guide. I, I feel like if if it had more of a hint system or some sort of journal or objective screen or something like that, you know, maybe in your Pip Boy there'd be a little a little tab for like objectives, and your your character could think like, well, maybe I should go here next and explore this. Maybe that will move me along. Um, that's what I like, but I know that's not really this what this style of game is. At least not um, at the time. That has gotten yeah. better as time has gone on. Modern day games like this do tend to have a more thorough quest log. There is a little bit of a quest yeah. log actually in this game, but it doesn't give you okay. like a step-by-step breakdown of what you've done, what you need to do next and things like that. It's pretty sparse. And that's just gotcha. kind of how games were made back then. Um, this was mm-hmm. kind of made in the transitional period, but if you play some games shortly before this actually you'll find a lot of them kind of were like pen and paper games like where they expected you i mean to have a pen and paper to write down what you were doing and uh, what characters were saying to you and any unique uh, dialogue that you've heard to give you hints on where to go or to things to look at and things like that so i can understand that it's not for everybody I do think yeah. maybe if you played a bit more of the game and got a little bit more comfortable with it, I think you probably would have enjoyed yeah. it a little bit more. But at the end of the day, uh, I maybe. at the end yeah. of the day, it may just not be your style of game. I know RPGs in general aren't exactly your style of game, but yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I've enjoyed the the JRPGs that I've played a lot more, and I love RPG elements in games. Yeah, I love having skill trees and having uh, the ability to level up and to upgrade your character and their traits and things like that. And I loved playing Knights of the Old Republic, but mm-hmm. like like I said before, that's much more action oriented, and yeah. um, it's a it's a very different style to to this kind of game. But I I think for me, I wouldn't. Sw- I don't want to say just one more level i don't think i'd play just one more level of this but i am really interested in checking out the franchise more um i'm really eager to try fallout 3 and new vegas and fallout 4 um i want to see what those guys have to offer and I think I'm probably going to enjoy those ones a lot more. I think you will too, because they're a lot. They still have a lot of the same elements that these original Fallout games had, but they're a lot lighter on the RPG aspects, which I gotcha. think will really will play right up your alley, kind of. As well as the fact, since right. they're newer games, they do have better quest logs and they have a better map that tells you almost exactly where to go and what to do and things like that. Gotcha. So it's a lot easier to follow as well. Uh, it's still because of how Bethesda constructs their world, um, there's still a lot of exploration to do in those games, which I love. But if right. all you want to do is kind of get through whatever your active quest is, they do make it a lot easier to do that right. as well. So, yeah, I think you'll, gotcha. once we end okay. up getting to those games, I think you will enjoy them more as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing, though, real quick before we go. How did you feel about the, okay. the art design and things like that? We didn't really talk about like the art design. We talked a lot about the game, but the art and music. How did you, you feel? Did you like it? Okay. Um, 
music didn't really stand out to me. What about in that, like, uh, did you see the pre-roll before the game started? Yes. Because that, that, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, that's, I like the, um, to me, that kind of 40s, 50s music with a kind of eerie yes. vibe to it. A lot of their songs talk about, like, nuclear things in general. I really love it. That's yeah. the music in these games just that's what like pushes it over the top the experience in the world is what does it for me but the music just makes the game for for me personally that the whole setting the whole vibe it gives it is just it's incredible well that's the thing um i remember my one friend uh craig shout out to craig Craig. (laughs) uh he had on cd the soundtrack of the fourth game oh yeah nice because he loved it so Mm -hmm. much and i i heard that a couple of times and that i thought was phenomenal i really really like that um especially the fallout song i don't think it's the fallout (laughs) theme song but it's uh it says crawl out through the fallout back to me that song (laughs) yeah i i i like it yeah i thought it was i thought it was perfect i thought it was cute um i i really enjoy the the music from the fourth game i know that much but I wasn't paying too much attention to the music in this one, unfortunately, mostly because I was confused most of the time right. I was playing this. So. <laughs> and the music doesn't play as much of a role, I feel like, in these older games as it does the newer ones. The newer ones, like your Pip-Boy yeah. has a built-in radio where you can just listen to a loop of all their songs over and over and over again as you're going through. In these games, I could be yeah. mistaken. Again, I'm no expert, but in, in Fallout 1, and I believe 2 as well, you basically only really hear music whenever you come across radios in the world, uh, which doesn't happen too okay. often, so... So, yeah. Uh, gotcha. And and art design. Um, How did you feel about the art design? Art design. Yeah. I I thought it was perfect for what they were going for. Very brown. Um that's my one complaint. Yeah. It's very brown. Other <laughs> than that for the time I think it's wonderful, yeah. but very gray, very yeah. brown. Right. Um but I have seen footage of the rest of the game and once your character starts moving into more industrialized yes. areas, yeah. uh remnants of former cities and different things like that, uh the art style really starts to shine. Mm-hmm. And I love 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 uh, all of the opening sequences where they talk about the vaults and all the stuff in the manual with vault boy i think they could have played that up a little bit more oh vault boy is amazing i think it's one of the best kind of what mascot characters out there i i love vault boy and all the little scenarios that they put him in the little animations that now bethesda owns the rights Mm -hmm. but that bethesda uh, little short stories and and videos and things that they make for him and nowadays right they have all the like skills and things all have like vault boy doing different crazy things for all the different skills and and traits and it's just right. I, I love Vault Boy. I yeah. really do. I have a couple Fallout shirts just because mm-hmm. I, I just love Vault Boy, man. He's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I really enjoy that, and I love um more more than the actual like color palette to the mm-hmm. world and different things like that. I love the way the game looks in the UI and Pip Boy and different things like that. Everything is done. It's powered by vacuum yeah. tubes and everything has a CRT screen with the classic green letters. It's almost like steampunk. All of that kind of stuff. Right. It's that it's yeah, cyberpunk. It's, it's that same yeah. kind of concept of steampunk where you take something very old, some very old form of industrialization steam in that case but then you make crazy contraptions out of it things even beyond what we have today this is the same thing but instead of steam they took it just a little bit farther to whenever early computing became a thing so everything and i've never seen yeah well i'm i was gonna say i've never seen it done with 50s tech 
I've seen cyberpunk done with 70s and 80s mm-hmm. tech, uh, most famously in Alien and Blade Runner and those types of sci-fi right. movies that I really love. The the new cyberpunk Cyberpunk game. 2077. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 has uses that to very, very good effect. Um, so I've seen it done in those settings before, and it's always 70s and 80s tech that they use for that, that cyberpunk future type thing. But I've never seen it done with 50s tech, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've ever seen anything like this is... Um, I played just a tiny bit of Bioshock back oh, in the yeah. day. Yeah. And it, good comparison. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Bioshock a little bit, the way they uh, mix and match the, the, the tech and the environment. Yeah. I think but, that's an excellent um, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of my favorite things about the game is uh, the way it looks. You can see it on the screen right now when you have your dialogue screen up and your, your bartering and things, you got little vacuum tubes and, the corners and, and little transistors. Little and then everything, all the text things. is written in the like very bright green, that early computer terminals were uh displayed right. or in some of the other games it'll be like an orangish color like other computer terminals mm-hmm. displayed back in the day and yeah it's very nice it's very unique right but i think that's pretty mm-hmm. much all i gotta say about the game uh i love it jonathan's yeah. on the fence yeah. about it but it's good it's good i, I would highly suggest you can pick them up on steam <laughs> fairly cheap these days i would highly suggest that you yep. try it out especially if you're a fan of the other fallout games um then mm-hmm. for the price i think it's worth it just to try it out and who knows maybe you'll fall in love with the genre and want to play the other ones in the series right jonathan right. but um what have you been up yeah. to man i have been up to editing nice <laughs> a video that i'm gonna put out on my youtube channel um i did a video week before last where i broke down the pixel art process that i used to create the opening sequence for the mm-hmm. podcast and i'm gonna start putting out videos pretty regularly i hope to get on some kind of schedule maybe a monday friday or just a friday schedule of putting out videos so look forward to that you can find me at my youtube channel i am the Dorse man uh you can find me me on the socials twitter instagram at the Dorseman, and uh of course you can always find me on the just one more podcast facebook group where we post updates about our upcoming episodes and when we're going live on twitch and um different things like that uh sometimes we just post old episodes uh, give them a little boost to catch up on if you miss them yeah and you can also find me on just one more podcasts.com I haven't done anything like <laughs> Christian's done, but Christian's done a lot of interesting things on there with uh, sort of like a review blog and other random blog entries that have done pretty well. I I enjoyed reading them at least. Uh, so, but you can come check us out on there. And Christian, where can we? Yeah, find so you? same of course with the website. Like John said, I, I run a couple different series on there. I haven't released any updates yet. But I am working on a review of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that's just about wrapped up that I will be posting very soon. And I'm hoping to get back into writing some short stories and things to post on there as well. That's probably going to be my most active place. I'm trying to do play around with different things with my YouTube channels and things. I have a VOD channel now as well as just a regular channel. And I'm hoping to maybe post some more stuff to there. But with day-to-day life and things, you know, time management, it's... uh. Not sure how often I'm going to be posting on there, but hopefully, though, I will be back on Twitch soon, continuing my challenge runs of Fallout and Elder Scrolls series, starting with, of course, the Fallout game that you are that we are talking about right now. Um, 
And uh, right. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. One more thing, though, I would like to mention before we go is we have another poll live for what game we would like to see. Uh, as we mentioned, the last poll completed with Spyro being the winner. So now we have a new one up that mm-hmm. we we want to know what we should play for April 28th. We took a couple games that we were mm-hmm. interested in, John and I, as well as a bunch of suggestions that we've gotten from different people, put a little list together, and we would like to hear what you guys want us to play. That poll was going to be live for just under a month uh so head on over to the website whenever you get a second and vote for one or more games that you would like to see us play yep but until next time we appreciate everybody coming out to watch the stream to watch the youtube videos to listen to us on wherever you listen to your podcasts because you don't have to you could do anything else with your time but you come out and watch us and support us so we really appreciate it and uh we really appreciate yeah. it i mean that's all there really is to it we we appreciate <laughs> I got, it i got I got a little distracted here on my set. I'm sorry. My uh, my cats are doing something uh, that's weird. That's all good. Cats are always doing something weird. <laughs> but that's all we have time for this week, yeah. folks. We hope to see you again next week. Bye-bye, y'all. Yeah, bye-bye.